0: What's well, good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And right here, we're kicking it back, you know what I'm saying? Ready for award season. Got of fly tuxes, ready to walk that carpet, you know what I'm saying? Once again, we're nominated for Academy Award way down the list. You don't really see us there, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how low-key we are, you know what I'm saying? Movie podcast of the year, you know what I'm saying? We don't do movies, but it's just how dope that we are. We get nominated in categories that I even belong in
1: word <laughs> <laughs> you know I, 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 I feel like there's an A24 film somewhere in our lives
0: It's gonna be a terrible one about podcasting that much can tell you <laughs> that's that's 100% <laughs> given it's gonna be like two white bros it's gonna be like I don't know some shit where you pay the podcast it'll kill you who knows but I guarantee you A24 has that on deck <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man But we're, well, let's we're, get we're, into it oh, yeah. go, go. we're back y'all we're back
0: we're back y'all we're here about to give you the news I've got some quote unquote new news it's the middle of the 90s hip hop is becoming big Wu-Tang has a really huge album out and something's happening in Congress there's these rock stars, biggest band in the world, Pearl Jam, shows up testifying about how they cannot tour because of the Arbos, because of the tentacles of Ticketmaster fucking up their shit and not letting them serve the fans. That was a, a fateful year and only mere th- three decades later, the same shit happened again.
1: <laughs> you nope. Swifties got what you wanted. Props to Ticketmaster, man.
0: <laughs> they're out here. They're like, fuck your couch. Like, like, after one congressional meeting, I'd be scared straight. I would fix my act. They were like, nope, we ain't changing shit. Not only that, we're getting even more bigger. More mergers. More Monopoly. Put that bitch on. I want the fucking, give me the horse. Give me the car. Give me the guy. I want all these pieces of the Monopoly board and all the cash. And you're going to say nothing about it. I
1: which is crazy because, like, so basically, the, the Senate hearings happen with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is bigger than ever, owns Live Nation, like, doing all the craziest shit like they did 30 years ago. The funny thing is, like, Pro Jam now uses Ticketmaster because they have to, you know. <laughs> you know, they try to stick it to the man. The man's like, where else are you going to go? You know, <laughs> like, like, like Barclays Center tried to say, hey, you know what, we're gonna go with SeatGeek. Number one, when that happened, I was like, wait a minute, like, why am I on a reseller? I want, like, real-ass tickets. <laughs> so SeatGeek has a branding problem, but now they're going back to Ticketmaster. You know, the the Taylor thing happened, the but, Bad Bunny thing happened, but, you know, everybody's, you know, I, hopefully, you know, we, we, we hope that Taylor Swift is going to force the government to do something about the monopoly power ticket master. But really, is anything gonna happen at the end of the day?
0: All right, look, I'm giving a shout out now. White women, you know, you guys definitely didn't help with the racial stuff. You guys definitely didn't help with the women's right abortion issue stuff. All we're asking for you is to rally together. At least make it better so we could go see shows. I need all you Swifties to go out there, hit the streets, (laughs) and and vote and and do whatever you need to do to force the hands. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, it feels like it's the same shit. I mean, I could almost respect Ticketmaster because you had the, the hearings in the 90s about when back in the days they basically ruled all of ticketing. They decided to basically merge with the world's biggest, well, not with the world's, but at least possibly even the world's, but the U.S.'s biggest promoter. So now not only are they selling the tickets for the shows, they're throwing the shows, and nothing happened. Nothing happened until you had basically a huge tour kind of happen with Taylor Swift, and publicly breaks down becomes a news item. And then right afterwards, you have another show happen with Bad Bunny. Again, something similar, but this time the show happened, but the system sucked so badly that it couldn't tell between fakes and real ones. So you had real ticket, hold- math ticket holders left outside. So, I mean, at this point in time, it, it just is what it is. And I just don't know what the solution is because to me, it's very straightforward, you know, this is not big tech. It's not a crazy monopoly. It's concert tickets. It's relatively small fish, small fry, but it just feels like a government doesn't have the appetite to go after them. And I think it's unfortunate. I think that, you know, I actually watched the hearing because I have no life. And in the (laughs) hearings, what was funny is the fact of where and I forget the name of the band, Lawrence. But, you know, they had this guy there who's like, you know, in a quote unquote indie rock band and yeah, all the senators cracking jokes. And like, you know, I won't say, you know, having fun of the fact that he's there. Yeah, well, the Senator's kind of dropping all these Taylor Swift lines because that's kind of funny and kitschy and that's what they're there for. But at the end of the day, you have this like huge monopoly, you know, that's fucking things up. And I think what sucks about it is the fact that there was a running joke about how, you know, this is the first time we had unity, Democrats and Republicans kind of united on this front, but they still can't do shit. And I, and I think it's important because the, the counter argument to Ticketmaster was the fact of where, you know, they don't own all the venues. They don't own all the venues. You're know, like, yeah, you know, we may own all the stadiums, but you know, if you're a B level, if you're a C level, then yeah, maybe you could go play, you know, your Mercury Lounge, yeah, you could do X, Y, Z. But as anybody who knows who's been paying attention to what's been happening in New York, <laughs> like even those venues are getting bought up by your live nations, like, you know, your ticket masters at the end of the day. Like it's, and, and as a result, things are getting worse. You know, I remember when I used to be able to like, all right, cool, I want to go see a show. I don't want to pay the exorbitant fees i'll go to the box office and buy the ticket there as you know it's gotten to the point of where you would have box office offices open like six days a week to five days a week to one day a week to maybe one ticket one one venue open up covering six or five venues to effectively nothing and and i think the problem here is the fact of where you know where things are getting squeezed and while it's not just has to do with musicians, has to do with sports and everything else. It's just fucked up where oh, every way down the path, somebody has your hands in the pockets. Where here you've got somebody where you're trying to throw a show and you can't even do it. And here, I'm not going to say that Taylor is suffering, she's not. Nobody really cares. But even for her, it's embarrassing. It's the idea of, hey, you're doing this big show. You have this big tour. You're supposed to be selling CDs. You're supposed to be selling fucking records. You're supposed to be selling fucking T-shirts. You know, there's a business happening at the end of the day, even at that level, let's just say. So if you don't want to do the arts, to do business. And they can't do fucking business because the one place that's supposed to sell tickets can't figure out how to sell tickets. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's super crazy, too, because, you know... In a quote-unquote capitalist marketplace, there should be competition, right? You know, Ticketmaster is, by them being the only game in town, they felt like they don't have to upgrade. All they had to do was upgrade their IT yeah, and make sure that, you know, like the Bad Bunny thing didn't happen, Ticket, you know, the Taylor Swift thing didn't happen, and none of this would happen, right? None of this would have been a thing. The fact that you pissed off the fans of two of the, the, the biggest artists, <laughs> you know, in the industry, like, like, this is where you're at. And, like, the thing is, you being a monopoly is not, like, you, you don't care, right? Like, you, you're going to get your money either, either way. And the other thing that, that's really interesting about Ticketmaster, and, you know, I, I bring up the whole Barclays Center thing, because Barclays Center was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go SeatGeek, but... And I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how what Ticketmaster did was say, okay, cool, well, we're going to partner with this other venue in Long Island, right? Like the UBS Center or something like that. And then we're going to say, anybody who books a show in Long Island, which is like, you know, 30, 40 miles away, like there's a 75... mile radius where you cannot book another show so you're not gonna book you know you know you're gonna come with us you're gonna we got live nation we're gonna do all the things you're gonna book the show but you're not gonna book barclays you're gonna book this other venue so barclays Absolutely. was starting to lose shows and that's like that goes deeper than like the taylor bad bunny thing it's like you know if you're a venue like barclays that you actually want to do the right thing if you you want to go to SeatGeek. And you want to like say hey i want to ticket it to Ticketmaster. like they figure out a way for you that that makes you suffer right so barclays is losing the island shows losing out island bigger shows um you know at the end of the day you know if you're somebody like bad bunny your fans will travel anywhere so it's like oh you're in brooklyn but you know oh i gotta go to long island i i'll i'll i'll, I'll jump on the liwr right like because a bad foot fun- the people who buy tickets to these shows as long as it's in the area, they'll travel and Ticketmaster knows that. It's an event, that. yeah. You know, so even when you're trying to do the right thing, like Barclays Center, like you get screwed, which is like I think it's. I don't think people are even talking about that aspect. I mean, the the, the what the fan experience sucks, but like the fact that they're entrenching their monopoly, like I I think it's like the bigger problem.
0: Yep, and then you have the other aspect too of where the fact of where they're also signing acts where we forget, Jay Z owes Live Nation a lot of shows. Timberlake owes Live Nation a lot of shows. They're actually signing acts directly through their promotion platform. Yeah. Where, by the very nature, are you gonna if you've paid, you know, I don't know, hypothetically, let's say a Madonna you know, twenty million dollars for an exclusivity contract, are you gonna let her play SeatGeek? You're not. And that's the thing, is the idea of where the issue of Monopoly is the fact of it's not the fact that they stifles competition, it's the fact of even beyond stifling competition directly to you, it's vertical. It's just like at the end of the day, they could control her tickets, they could control it's everything. It's it's the album promotion, they have their fingers in everything and you can, and they're the only player in town. And like I said, was kind of disheartening is the fact of, again, this is not a new competition. Like, it's, it's, it's who, how, how, how awkward a sentence it is to say that Pearl Jam tried to tell us. <laughs> like, that's not something you expect to kind of see. Like, and is this like, at that time, they weren't really, really activist. They were like, hey, we're a popping indie rock but well, indie rock band, we're a popping grunge band. You know, we like to we we see ourselves as non-rock stars. We just want to go out there and play our music, man, and we can't do that because of Ticketmaster. And we're having the same issue years later, which is exacerbated by technology. Which is exacerbated by the fact of the appetite for live music and live events is the biggest it's ever been. Is at the end of the day, it's just like, look, you you guys can easily make your money, and people can still go see shows that are not terribly over expensive, and artists can get their cut, but. We're at a stage of where literally it's just this one huge fucking Goliath of a company that just hoovers up everybody's fucking resources and money at a certain level.
1: Yeah, and, and to be honest, I, I I don't feel like these hearings would do anything.
0: No, I'm you know?
1: here. Like I I feel like you know they're gonna slap on on the wrist, but you know I'm not expecting Congress <laughs> to do jack shit. <laughs> You know, which is which is really sad. I mean, I I think that there's enough momentum now that Congress can say, you know, they can break up Ticketmaster. They can say, hey, split up Ticketmaster from Live Nation. You're like, like you shouldn't have the venue ticketing and management all be under one umbrella. That is a true monopoly. Um, but I I just don't see the government doing that. You know, or, or even saying like, hey, like. You know, if you don't have the 75-mile perimeter rule, right? Like, okay, cool, you'll be Ticketmaster, but you can't bar other venues within a certain radius a certain, like, metropolitan area to have, like, book the same artists, right? Yep. Um, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. What about you? Yeah, no,
0: I don't see it either, and it kind of sucks. At at the end of the day, and here's a sad fact, right? You know, me and Stone, you know, like I told you as usual, me and Stone balling out, you know what I'm saying, on the yacht, now saying perhaps you would throw a lot of a couple of stacks on that ticket to go see xyz but i wouldn't why all right cool let's let's say let, hypothetically doja cat let's say I'm, I'm the biggest doja cat fan is playing in, in town she's playing barclays which is very close to me would i buy those tickets no not worth it why i'm gonna sit down go on this website website's gonna crash i'm gonna sit there refresh for about 30 minutes of my time not get the tickets if i get those tickets When they come in, it comes in at at an extremely high price. So cool, whatever, baller. I hit next, it shows up in my cart, suddenly that price is 30% higher. Why? Because, just because, because Ticketmaster can do that. But I'm already committed, so fuck it. Hit next, wait a minute, now it's out of my cart. (laughs) Because the system can't handle it. So now I'm there for another 30 minutes trying to get the tickets back and now it's sold out. And and I think that, you know, and that's me where for the most part, you know, I I'm not really of, let's say, going to a Doja Cat age. But at the same time, me and Stone are out in these streets. Access, you'll see us. We're doing stuff We're I, I'm going to shows all the time. Like we are a prime audience. Like I would like to go see shows, but I just don't see it if it's going to be at an arena, a stadium or anything decently big because it's not really worth the hassle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the the inflation of ticket prices is so crazy, and you know, yeah. Like, the, there's not a stadium show I think I would see. I mean, look, if if you give me a free ticket, I'll I'll love to see Bad Bunny, but I'm not gonna pay like premium prices to see Bad Bunny, you know, or Doja yeah. Cat or, or whatever. But you know, there's people who are fans of these artists, yeah. and people who are you know much younger than you and I make much less money than you and I. And, you know, because of this monopoly, they're spending, you know, they're, it's like, you know, what, like five, six, seven months of their either salary or savings to go to see Doja Cat because they believe in these artists and they kind of believe in, like, what they stand for. Um, and it's not right, you know? Like, like those are the, the, the fans that are really suffering. You know, like, look, if, if I really want to see Bad Money, I, you know, I could throw down the rack to see him. But like you know, if you're a 16 year old, Latinx person, you know you have to like it, it, it's it, it, it's definitely a decision, right? And the fact that like Ticketmaster owns these things and they can dictate these prices and like these these ticket sale things, you know, like like like, like by the time you it gets to you, right? Like if you don't, or if you're not a part of the presale, if you're not a part of the fan club, if you're not a part of like X Y Z. You the tickets are already sold, and you're going to the secondary market, you know, and you're you're like which Ticketmaster owns as well, so you're paying like marked up prices, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it, I, the fans definitely suffer, and it's just really kind of sad to to kind of see that. Um And unfortunately, I I feel like the people who are making the most noise, Taylor Swift fans. Are like the 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 segment of the country that doesn't that have a, the most political power to really do something, which is I think the saddest part about it. So,
0: yeah, no, it's, it's the idea is hopefully end affecting them and they'll make it. the The changes will happen. I'm hoping, but as we Stone both decided, I don't think we're holding our breaths. Yep. Um, yep. So I guess next up, it's that time of the year. That time of the year where The festivals drop that lineup. They want, they know the summer's gonna come around. You can smell it. The spring's coming around. You can smell it, and they want to get your dollars now. Let's start
1: off. Uh, (laughs) Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. I mean, I think it's no, not no surprise that one of the big guests this year for Coachella is Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean was supposed to play, I think, 2020. I don't know what happened. Why he didn't play? It's. it's I wonder what happened. Wink, wink. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> but uh, obviously, he's correct to get now. You've got also Blackpink, which is basically probably one of the biggest um, K-pop bands out there. I think you know, obviously, the almighty. Yeah, they're definitely up there as far as I can see. Would you say the biggest?
1: Well, them and, and was a uh, was BTS.
0: Yeah, BTS, and I think yeah. probably the biggest female band. Yeah, and then, yeah, for sure. And then I think there's no doubt about this one, Bad Bunny, who I think you could kind of say is probably the biggest pop artist on the planet today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah,
0: uh, yeah.
1: You know, it's it, it's really interesting too. Like like um, also, it's funny that this, there's all this jockeying for for position and font size. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, when I look at like rows two and three, I'm like, Push your is on row three?
0: Yeah, that's kind of messed
1: know, up. Behind Gorillaz, Burner Boy, Chemical Brothers, Case Granada, oh, Blondie, Becky. I don't even know who Becky G is. Metro Boomin. But like, Push your is on the same level as like FKJ, French Kiwi Juice, I think. Um, Toby Wetleg, your your girls, my favorites. <laughs> if I had that, so I would be rich. Your girls, and and Yves Tumor, our like our boy, our boy. Shit, good for him. Like you know, so like, but it's just, it's really funny to kind of see that. Um, I, you know, outside of that, you know, lineup wise, I, I don't know. I I, I can't complain um yeah. you know Frank Ocean I think is going to be really interesting because you're talking about an artist that hasn't put out an album in years and the one thing I'm you know it, it, it's like Rihanna in the Super Bowl I'm like are you gonna actually drop an album because you're now back in the limelight like and I think that's the only thing I'm thinking about with Frank ocean' is like There's got to be new music. There's got to be new, like, uh, hopefully an album or something. Um, Or it just could be like, oh, you know, I have to fulfill my contractual obligations from (laughs) three years ago. (laughs) You know, we shall see. Um,
0: But But other people. Yeah, I, I see. I think the second tier is decent. Bjork, Rosalia. You've got gorillas is always a get, Burnaboy, Kachinada. Like, it's, it's weird because. I, all right, I, I think my big issue with the concerts in general is the fact that they seem pretty unimaginative. Coachella's always been the best as far as pushing certain paradigms are concerned and surprise guests. I mean, this one is still very, very boring. Probably one of the worst lineups I've seen overall. Um, you do have, like, you know, Frank Ocean is a nice get. You have, obviously, Jai Paul. Like what the fuck? Like how that, did he that, come out that's of nowhere?
1: That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. That's that, huge. that's
0: huge. Yeah. So it's just like I kind of see certain glows, Glorilla. You've got, you know, I am not too mad at it. The only thing is kind of shocking is the fact that I think we've kind of run into a, like a constant malaise. Because what's interesting here is Bad Bunny, Blackpink, Frank Ocean are kind of the same audience. Like there's. It's, it's like there's a difference there but not really like it's not hard to see somebody showing up and kind of like torn between all three
1: but do people actually go to Coachella to listen to music
0: you've got a very very good point <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, um, it stopped
0: being a concert a while ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking like Hayes Coyotes coyotes on here. You know, like dinner party, like it, it's actually not not bad. Sudan Archives, like Sudan you Archives, know, yeah. like it, it, it's it's a pretty I, one of the things I really like about Coachella is like I do think they have a pretty broad mix of artists. They touch on a lot of different things. I've never been. I've been invited to go, and I'm just like, I I don't want to stay out in the the desert sun for, like, three days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I do think they have, like, a pretty interesting and broad mix of artists. Um, And and even with the the headliners, like Bad Bunny and Blackpink, one of the cool things about that is, like, you have two non-English language headliners. Oh, wow. which, yeah. is, which is uh, pretty amazing, actually. You know, like, yeah. like, like as, as a Gen Xer, I'll, I'll call myself that, who, you know, anything that was, like, not English, was, like, you know, like, you know, world music or, like, Latin fusion. Um, you now have two, like, non-English headliners uh, on the biggest music festival in the country. I, th- I think that's pretty interesting. Um, and I, I, they, they're going to sell tickets based on those names too. I mean, the kids don't generally care about whether what language you're speaking. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting, but uh it, it's not a bad like, it's not a bad look like Earth gang's one here. Um, I, I, like i I think I can't be mad. Um, i I will definitely watch the live stream from my couch
0: absolutely Same but here. uh
1: you know I, 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 l, Mike, l Michael's affairs on here wow comedy is coming too, wow yeah no, like they're,
0: they're, it's, they're, it's it's not terrible,
1: you know, and like it's also a weird thing too, I'm like I'm happy for these guys, you know, like like a Coachella look is like a huge thing in your yeah, career, no, it's, it's, so you
0: yeah, know it's 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 a it's a it's a glow up like a lot of these acts i'm I'm kinda like you know. It's 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 you. I, you've got Soul Glow here. Like a lot of these acts, is going to do great for their career. It's it's interesting because I f- it feels that at least on the on the smaller fonts, <laughs> on the you need glasses to look at it fonts, they still do justice for up and coming acts. Right? You, I kind of have to give it up to them because it's still a good look.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so we, we we we're keeping it moving. Keeping we're, it moving. We're going to to Bonnaroo. Which I is mean, four, right, it's it's four days.
0: Four days. You've got... Who do we have? We've... <laughs> you've got Zed's Dead, Liquid Stranger. Zed's Dead. I, I'm, are we still doing EDM? Kendrick Lamar, Baby Keem. Uh, sub, sub number, sub, sub name. That's really good. Kendrick Lamar, always a good get. Odessa, which is basically... All I can tell you is it's EDM for people who own Volvos. You know, they're playing. Uh... <laughs> And then finally, Foo Fighters. Which, I mean, if you're talking about a reliable rock band, there's nothing. Foo Fighters is like it's, it's like the Sam Club soda of bands, <laughs> <laughs> the RC Cola of bands, the Elio's Pizza of bands.
1: You know, I I've seen Foo Fighters live, and I think it's probably more the fact that like. It's, like, big stacks of Marshall, like, amps and guitars that I was, like, really excited by. I'm like, oh, shit, like, rock music. But you're kind of right, though.
0: <laughs> it's... But, and it's, it's not... And here's the thing. Maybe I, it's almost like, like a DJ and shit. It's just like, look, we're just here. We're not gonna fucking... I'm not gonna break the new fucking avant-garde Kendrick Lamar record with him playing Kazoo. I'm gonna play you, like, you know, swimming pools. You know, and... and at a certain point, I have to respect the fact of where huge stadium, arena act that just plays the rock music straight inoffensively. So, you know, in a weird way, props to them. I just find it extremely boring.
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 feel you. I feel you. Um, this, this lineup is kind of interesting because I, I've never heard of Odessa ever. Um, i'm old i'm 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 gen gotta, x you, i'm owning my gen this.
0: see your problem is you you, you gotta be on these these you know this e d m techno streets man you know what I'm saying you need to be out there you know club until a sensible two o'clock in the morning you know no drugs <laughs> a nice tasteful cocktail you know you gotta you gotta you gotta rage not too hard That's <laughs> but it,
1: it it's crazy like odessa over Lil Nas X, right
0: but i I see it though, because... And I think that's the broader critique of all this, the Nostalgia core tours. So it's like, yeah, Lil Nas X is better, more important, probably has a better stage tour. But going back to Odessa, Odessa was a band that was kind of was popping in the early 2010s. You know, has, you know they were doing the EDM in a, way, in a way which was cool, but not too kind of offensive or too out there. And, you know, now you're going to have a whole bunch of 30-year-olds with some disposable income because they can't afford houses. They can't afford fucking real lives. They can't afford cars. They'll save everything together to go out there and go see this show. It's the same shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it. it <laughs> that's not sitting right with me. Um, but this, this festival has always kind of had... It, I, I think it used to be a little bit more of a folk. When I say folk, I mean white people line up. Bonnaroo. Um you know, so I I'm not surprised by it, but I I am kind of and and again, I'm sure there's people who are looking at the analytics, all the data scientists, all the people out there saying like this is going to be the band that's gonna sell more tickets to like there's a whole like jockeying that happens behind the scenes for font size. You know, so like, which is kind of crazy, but it makes sense. So, I you know it is what it is, but you know, I I definitely want to see Lil Nas X as a headliner at some point. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? So I kind of skipped a page in our notes, so I'm looking at Governor's Ball, and lo and behold, three days, but they share two of the same headliners. You have Kendrick Lamar, you have Odessa. You can make the argument that yeah, they don't have Lil Nas X, you know, but you know, you still have, you know, it, it's it's just weird. You have instead of Lil Nas X, you have Uzi Vert. You know, it's it's these things of where I think going back to your point about how it's all algorithm deciding everything, you know, and I hate giving props to Coachella. It feels like Coachella is still somewhat curated at a lower level by somebody who actually likes and listens to music. Like, these kind of, like, you know, generic-ass, you know, this is in Tennessee, this is in New York City. These kind of concerts kind of have the same names kind of showing up all the time, you know? You kind of see the same kind of dudes, the same kind of fucking bands, and this is, like, at a certain point, it makes you wonder if it's just, like, you know... It's not even the case of them booking it, but it's just like, all right, who's popping this year? Oh, 07, oh, shake. So she'll play like like five festivals, you know? Oh, is Run of Jewels around, cool. Well, everybody slots Run the Jewels in because they're touring again. And to a certain point, it's weird because, you know, everything loses an identity. Going back to your point about Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo used to be the weird hippie one. Where you know you might have not necessarily country music, but definitely some country music. You might have a fish, and maybe they'll throw a random like fucking you know curveball at you with like a diplo or somebody else. But look at it; it's the same exact concert for the most part. as as a very broad stroke as the Gov Ball in New York City, and those should be two different markets. But in the algorithm world, they're the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I will say like the Gov Ball lineup feels a little bit more. Exciting to me um, So you have Lizzo You have Odeza, whatever um, But you have like like Rina Sawayama, who I actually really like Who's like a pop star from the UK um, Sid You know, Sid, Givion um, it, it, <laughs> It's funny though Like Pusha T Again, it's on the third <laughs> he, He's at the smaller font size <laughs> Pusha, you gotta talk to your people <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> womf, womf. He's like, like just give me the bag I don't care about the fonts
1: Yeah but that's the funny thing It's like, like you know because Sophie Tucker Is like a group That has played I think they played Gov all before like my homegirl Like does her PR um, But they're on the second line With like Lil Nas X And I think like from a like I, Sophie Tucker I think Like is a, probably a better Because they're kind of like you know EDM but kind of pop but kind of like like whatever like the kids love them over Pusha t so i can kind of see that but you know it's it's also kind of like a very interesting placement you know um yeah man i i mean this this actually like black mint pink panther is on this for god ball.
0: pink Panthers?
1: like impossible yeah impossible. like like uh they got School of Rock Brooklyn and School of Rock Queens on here. <laughs> they're playing at, like, 1130, y'all. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> they're going to be playing, like, as you're walking in. <laughs> they,
0: should, they should have a paddle of the bands, man. I'm, I'm kind of mad. I feel like this was a missed opportunity.
1: You know, uh, Funny People's on here, which is nice. Amber Mark is on here. Sid, you know, Sid, Sid's very low, low down. She's on the on the fourth level. Womp womp. You know, Maxo Cream's on here. Like uh, well, you know, PJ Morton. I mean Joey Badass. Like I, this probably is the mo- the more exciting lineup to me, actually. Out of the Between three. This and really? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh I get it. Definitely over Bonnaroo. Even though Bonnaroo looks like, I mean, by the nature of it being three to four days, I guess gives you more bang for the buck. It's definitely a lot more interesting, like, below below the radar acts with this one. Uh, Coachella, like I said, I still think that they're doing a decent job at the very tiny fonts. I recognize some of those names, like, trying to bo- like, bubble up, you know. Oh, actually, Governor's Boss, Omar Powell, too. Yeah, I, c- I could definitely see how this is kind of pretty dope, actually, in their defense.
1: Yeah. 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 But, uh,. So- yeah, man. I, I mean, look, I, I, I am not going to any of these unless you, I get that VIP ticket. <laughs> 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 so I'm just going to hate Ooh. from my couch.
0: <laughs>
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Uh, and on that note, let's talk the new music. New
1: music.
0: Ah, uh-huh. uh, uh, so we begin ticket Stone. I see your band is up first.
1: All right. So uh, I will talk about Don R- Richard and Spencer Zahn. So Don Richard was in the, I guess, like making, I think it was making the band. Uh, Dainty Kane? Dainty? Dainty Kane? Dainty?
0: Dandy Dan, Dan, can. How are you going to forget the the puff daddy opus of, of reality TV bands?
1: I mean, I, I I remember the the show. I just like trying to figure out like what the pronunciation is. Anyway, I, I don't I, I don't think even they know what the pronunciation that we're going for. Is. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's a terrible name. <laughs> so uh, reality TV alum. Um, And, you know, she kind of did her thing in kind of like the pop band. Her solo work actually is probably super interesting and probably one of my favorite just kind of like like 180s out of, a you know, a reality show where it's just like, you know, obviously when you are a part of a like a girl band and reality show, like you're a part of a system. They write all your songs. They tell you what to do what your dance moves are. Uh, and I think like Don Richard her album output has been like so super interesting where it's still kind of pop R&B but it's in a completely different realm like I, I think the, the the production is way more experimental you know just kind of like, like what she's bringing to the table is like a little bit more artistic um, I, I'm not going to compare her to like you know I am going to compare her to different artists but like it's kind of like you know an FK twigs but like a little bit more pop centered and a little bit more grounded in like R&B and pop sensibilities if that makes sense. Who um, else you
0: reminds me of Janelle Monáe too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And not necessarily in sound but just the aesthetic of like hey how do I tackle this pop music but in a black way but also in a very future looking kind of way too.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I, I, I've always been like a, a really huge fan of her, and she's kind of doing her own thing. Um, she, and she's doing it her way. So this latest album, which is called, uh, well, I don't know the album the title, but it's all good. Um, so she pairs with like uh, Spencer Zahn, and the album's called Pigments. Pigments, sorry. Um, it's completely different. It, it is like like AMSR like mood music you know like it's highly intr- instrumental it's highly kind of like atmospheric it's highly kind of just you know it's a vibe but it's not even like that it's not a head not vibe it's like a like you want to meditate to this music you know vibe and she kind of provides vocals but like you know it's like you're like you know three minutes into the song and there's vocals right like it's, it's not even something where it's a showcase of her trying to like sing or whatever it's all about setting a mood a vibe you know etc so I, I would say like if you want to take a hike in the mountains this is like the great soundtrack to do it um and i'm not gonna say it's like my favorite album but I just love the fact that Don Richard is like doing something completely different, continuing to flip the script, continuing to be like, you know what, I did the reality show thing like back in the day, but I'm, I'm doing this now. And I'll, I'll listen to it a few more times, just kind of, because I think it's really interesting. It's, it's probably like some music that, you know, will calm me when I'm like working, like things like that. Um, but I, it, it's just kind of funny to kind of see. Like, or not funny, but it's just kind of interesting to kind of see this this trajectory from like, you know, pop R and B artist to like what she's doing now, Um, and I'm not mad.
0: Yeah, no, it's something, and I agree with you a lot because like it's been interesting her glow up. I remember I saw her a couple of years ago before it became cool to kind of do the whole like pure house kind of revival, pure queer black house revival, and basically she was playing at House of Yes. She's on stage you know it's definitely it feels very fucking gender fluid she's got the dancers out there it felt very much an homage to i guess the club of gods before her and i thought that was kind of cool because you know obviously while that audience kind of eats up pop music it's not necessarily a pop audience per se yeah and that's the thing about about her rec her 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 record her her career is the fact of, you know, she's somebody where she showed up doing this whole reality TV show to be a pop star. She got a little bit of a glow up. You figure the next logical thing to do is basically sign to a record label, get the producers of the day and try to parlay that fame into, you know, actual pop stardom. And she's definitely bucked against that trend. She's always done things that, you know, while very much mired in pop music, is very much anti-pop. It's very yeah. much cut kind a of, quote, quote not cool all the time and and I think what's kind of fascinating about that is by her doing that has kind of showed us how versatile she is you know she's somebody where it's like yeah you know if you want to I can do the whole like I'm on stage dancing with four or five other dancers but I'm gonna give you like this weird 90s disco beat that's like a little bit most almost avant-garde and like even in this record i can kind of see how like she's like all right cool i'm gonna do this collaboration with this fucking musician and instead of making it like pop music i want to make it this almost like ambient kinda of like almost experimental stuff and I, I think that's kinda of cool about it the fact of where, you know, as an artist she shows that you could still do art and be true to yourself and kinda of keep the vision going. Because like, you know, again, it would have been very it I, I you know there were people yelling at her when she was doing her solo shit on something like yo, oh, of course. You were all you were with Diddy, you need to go over here and get this DJ busted ass remix. You know what I'm saying? Like you know they were yelling at her to do it and and like I have to give her props for like staying true to her guns and Like I said, it's not always everything she does is for me. But at the same time, you got to fucking respect it. And, you know, props to her.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And then uh, finally, I'm going to go speak about a controversial artist. Uh, There's this young female MC who's been getting a lot of shit online. You know, basically because... You can't tell. I, all I could kind of point out is possibly because the powers that be, meaning angry online men, are kind of intimidated by her, and that's basically Ice Spice. Um, I always liked Ice Spice. I'll tell you why I like Ice Spice. As we, me and Sona discussed, we we're loving this revival where, like you know, rap music actually rediscovered as actual female rappers. Um, she kind of falls into that category where. You know, she's kind of out there doing the same kind of shit. She's not really reinventing the wheel. It tends to be Jersey Club. It tends to be BK Drill. What I do find fascinating about her is her approach to it because she's got a a slightly gruff but breathy voice. She's kind of doing these really high BPM raps but still kind of maintain that kind of breath flow so it's kind of interesting because you've got these raps that are coming at you fast and i don't know if anybody's ever you know because lord knows i speak fast you know it's it's very easy to keep that fucking energy up and kind of spit words out at you very quickly because that's what it's made to it's like hey you know, i was training what's happening it's cool but Ice spice in the flow is the fact of where it's very fucking smooth part of it could be a voice part of it i think is also a breath control but even though she's kind of talking to you relatively quickly it sounds effortlessly that kind of like that flow about hers so you know people are kind of been waiting kind of cracking jokes about her because you know similar to megan she's out there twerking similar to megan she's also really good looking but you have the whole idea of where she kind of gets accused of being colorist but weirdly enough if you go through or at least what i've seen of her social media expose she's like unproblematic as hell um, and like I said It's just cool to kind of see A young female MC And I heard She's got the EP out It's got I think Five or six songs It's got Munch Which is a big breakout hit But it's all solid You wanna hear something funny stone Her producer is DJ Enough's fucking kid the oh yeah. Enough? yeah Yeah, that's the son. That's, that's a producer. The yeah. producer, yeah. So it's just like at the end of the day you have this new generation of like hip hoppers who are having fun. You know, her songs are, you know, the inoffensive. I mean they're offensive if you're like a dude in your feelings, but her talking about dumping a dude because he can't give her a head, yada yada yada. I've listened to that shit for fucking forty fucking years in hip hop, bruh. It's not that big of a deal. So fucking at the end of the day, it's just like it's a nice little solid EP and a good foundation. It's like I wanna see her build more i hope she doesn't deviate too far from this out i think this this east coast revival of club music and fucking and bk drill the way it kind of goes it's kind of taking echoes of fucking uk drill i think this is exactly what she needs to be and I'm, I'm happy for her glow up you know and and i what i do find fascinating is despite you know the hate she gets online this fight the you know darts here and there from drake despite xyz she just seems happy to be making music. Both those kids seem happy to be making music, and I just really can't hate. And I think it's infectious on this release. And I, I'm looking forward to see her next record. You know, like like overall, I think that it would have been very easy going back to the Don, Don Richards, where you know it's like Ice Spice and like fucking Dua Lipa. It would have been very easy to have this weird fucking super sexualized video. You know, obviously she's out there twerking and doing her things, but it's just you know she's not doing Anaconda like Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just. A Nice solid little hip hop EP that I'm happy exists, so you know it's props to her. Long story short,
1: yeah, no, definitely. And, and I have not listened to this EP, but I, I, I just feel like I'm so a couple things, it, I, I'm happy. That Ice Spice exists, you know. She's also kind of, you know, she's a queer artist as well, which is really, really interesting. But also, still doing like BK drill, like uh, not BK, but Bronx drill. Like, I, I, I feel like it's so funny that a lot of like quote unquote New York hip hop dudes, you know, limit like the passing of New York hip hop, while you have Ice Spice out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keeping the dream alive, <laughs> you know. Um, and at the end of the day, you, you have to understand, like, you know, you, you can't have one without the other, basically. So, um, you know, props to iSpace. Like, I, I, I definitely feel like she is breath of fresh air. She's like, you know, she has that cadence that can, can kind of go across all these different beats. And she's having fun. Which is and she just bought a hundred thousand dollar chain, according to the internet. <laughs> so and, and, and make that money, you know.
0: Yeah, make that money. And like I said, it's fun. It's at the end of the day, it's just like you know. I don't know what's what's been kind of disheartening about the whole backlash to a lot of female MCs is the fact of I could kind of get if they're controversial, but they're not controversial. It's just like at the end of the day, all of them are just like I'm here, chilling some bars. Where, we're, you know, these dudes are, these dudes are whack, you know, maybe a little bit, a lot of that. But, but mostly, like, I'm having fun with my girls, we're here chilling, we're drinking, I got a cool car, got a nice chain. You know, there's nothing here that's really, they aren't reinventing the wheel. The way they get the backlash they would get, you figure they're doing something really crazy. They're spitting their bars, it's over a fucking, quote unquote, usually like hard to very hard beats, it's not like they're doing R&B shit. You know, Glowella, same exact shit. It's like, there's nothing here that's really that crazy, but it's kind of disheartening to kind of see that the patriarchy and the misogyny kind of come out where they're hating on them strictly because they have the XY chromosome. You know what I'm yeah. saying? X, X, X no, yeah. No, it,
1: it, 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 it's it's really sad. And, you know, I think it's kind of par for the course, unfortunately. Um, just, I, I, I the, the whole gatekeeping around hip hop and the the whole kind of like especially in like in New York where it's like there's New York hip hop dudes that kind of want you know I guess they em- if em- embrace like you know like a 504 or whatever but like you know I don't know like that, that whole kind of idea of like like you're cool you're not cool because you, like you have boobs <laughs> but you know like whatever it, it, it's really sad and I, I think Again, you know, we're getting old, like we're we're no longer going to be dinosaurs at a certain point. And, you know, like, like, let's just just stop, like, just have, have fun, lift up these artists, you know, like, make sure they succeed, give them your connections, because they are the next generation.
0: Agreed, agreed, agreed. Like, again, Ice Spice is like 22, 23. You got DJ enough sun. These are literally the next, these are babies. These are kids that, who in the next 10 years will define their fucking careers. And then hopefully lay the baton down. It's it's one of those things where, you know, as we've kind of like talked about, where like the Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj is like, you know it sucks because you want to see like these old artists pass it down to their new artists you want to see people bless each other you want to see the idea of where you know hip hop at the end of the day is a weird like high school you know what I'm saying everybody's kind of weirdly involved and connected and the producer here show up on this record over here and blah 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 and it's like it kind of sucks where you've got these people gatekeeping particularly when the only thing they want to do is make fun music it'd be one thing if again you were gatekeeping because they were again destroying the culture in your mind or changing things or doing things nuts it's just like you know we spent years complaining about mumble rappers and now you've got females out here quote-unquote spinning hard shit and you guys are just like but we don't want females you know f- them females and this is weird it's like at a certain point you're just kind of being bitter and old like stone said it's so fucking stop embarrassing me goddamn it! it's being bitter and old <laughs> <sighs> and on that note that draws this podcast to a close we're approaching 50 minutes in we're gonna give you guys back give you you know this This was an hour meeting we're gonna give you back 10 minutes back on the clock you can go out there for your lunch breaks
1: <laughs> damn dude that, that's a very washed comment you know, triggering like 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 musicians are like what do you mean give me back like 10 minutes like what I don't even know what time is Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But as usual,
0: we love y'all. We love y'all sticking with us into the new year. You know, stay safe, stay woke, and just be careful out there and love each other. Like Ice Spice would say, you know. I don't know. I can't think of a witty Ice Spice quotes. I think for 2023, I'm going to end all our
1: podcasts with Ice Spice quotes. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, until next time, y'all. Peace.